welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man, he's always streaming live somewhere. He's going to be on a podcast later today here, John Gutierrez. Hey, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Thank you, Paul. Again, welcome, everyone, to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, uh, Senior Vice President at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We have a great guest today, our dear friend and superstar member of our chamber, Shelly Padilla, who is with State Farm Insurance. He's an agency owner. She's also our 2021 Estrella Awards uh, uh, Chamber winner. And of course, she's a community leader and a proud mother of three children. Welcome, Shelly Padilla. Thank you, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So excited to have you here. I know you and I go way back. We've known each other since high school, but but I want to let the community know who you are as a person. That's one of the things we like to do at the beginning, who you are, where you grew up. Tell us about your family, your hobbies, and then we'll get a little bit into the whole chamber, your business, and everything you do in the community. Great. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Johnny. I know we've gone, we go way back from high school and since we were kids. Um, And to the chamber as well for giving me this opportunity to share my story. Me, a little bit about myself. My name is Shelly Padilla. I'm an agency owner with State Farm. My business is located in the city of Santa Ana where I was born and raised. Uh, My parents are are immigrants from the great state of Jalisco. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) I have four sisters um, and I'm a proud mother of three. Nice. I've been in the insurance industry for many years. I have over 25 years experience. I started in the medical insurance and wow. now with my State Farm Agency owner. Good for you, good for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm also on the Chalk Children's Latino Advisory Board for the foundation. Nice. Um, that's really what makes me, I, I'm really passionate about my community. Yes. I'm passionate about giving back. Yes. And I think it goes back to my humble beginnings. Yes, and you're also a mentor on the Hispanic 100 Foundation, right? That's correct. I'm also a mentor for the Hispanic 100 where we um, mentor young college students. Yes. Definitely another one of my passions. Yes, the Hispanic 100 Foundation is, is also partners with us a lot at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber. And so share with us a little bit about you know, growing up, I know there's a great story about, was it the, the oranges or something? Your mom, <laughs> like you remember, it. share with everybody that great story you've shared with me several times. Absolutely. I think my humble beginnings and my upbringing with humility and um, it, it's what's ignited the entrepreneur in me. Growing up, um, I was athletic. Uh, sports is what really saved me. Yes. Uh, that's where I got my discipline, my drive. Softball. I softball. remember you were a really good softball player, right? You got that good arm. <laughs> I was. Yes. I was shortstop. Yes. Um, and I think from a young age, when you play sports, that discipline, I was MVP, so I was shortstop. So you learn at a young age um, how to deal with failure, how to deal with success, it's true. Um, how to carry a team. Yes. Because it's not about you at that point. The team concept. The team concept. Yes. Um, and that was my discipline. That's where I got my discipline. The entrepreneur came from necessity. 
I used to play sports and I needed cleats and a softball glove and we were humble. My parents were always working. They didn't give me money. It wasn't like I can go to my parents and say, mom, I need this. Exactly. So I had to figure out how to make some money to buy just my basic necessities for my sports. And I think that's where I learned how to figure things out. So growing up, it's been amazing because I, every everything that I am today, the entrepreneurial spirit, the giving back, comes from my childhood days, coming from the whole disciplinary of sports. Um, but your mom, the or- you had an orange treat, was yes. it? Right? You know, I was trying to. <laughs> Are you trying to avoid? Go- I was avoid trying to that avoid story? the orange. Are you orange? trying to avoid that yes, story? Yes, I am. I think it's a great story <laughs> of, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about when you're young how to take something and obviously make that dollar or whatever it is, right? <laughs> and and I remember you sharing that story with some of us. Yes. I've heard it somewhere where you would say, my, my mom was like, take these oranges and you're gonna go sell them. And, but she was trying to teach you, right? Yes, yes. Like how to hustle, how to make that money. Well, so I learned, what I learned at that very young age is we used to have an orange tree yes. and an avocado tree. Hey, avocado, let me tell you, that's <laughs> big money. That's big money. big money even today. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. our producer over here is having an orange. Look at him. <laughs> There's Paul. <laughs> uh, we used to have an orange tree, and I remember that I used to go around to the neighbors, and I would sell oranges, and yes. I'd make a dollar, yeah, a couple dollars here, and that's how I was able to buy things that I needed. But as I went along, it was like a business, because when I first started... So I would put, I think maybe, I think it was like 30, 40 oranges in this big uh, trash bag and I'd sell it for a dollar. Yes. And for me, a dollar was amazing because I, you know, I, I just had these trees sitting back there. I mean, these oranges are sitting back there. Yes. But eventually, I remember my mom came out and she started yelling at me. And she said, ¿Qué pasó con todas las naranjas? <laughs> what happened with all the oranges? <laughs> and she was saying, what happened to all our oranges? Because yes. my mom would always make us fresh squeezed orange juice. Yes. And then that's when I started to learn, well, wait a minute, what am I doing? I started going to the grocery store. I started realizing that five, ten oranges were about a dollar's worth. And here I am giving two. 20 to 30 away. Oh, interesting. So I started learning how to plan. I started realizing, okay, wait, I'm selling way too much. No wonder these neighbors are taking advantage of me because (laughs) here I am giving away my whole tree and I'm making no money. So by that point, I learned how to plan, how to be effective with my money, how to um, budget. Yes. Um, I learned goal setting, right? And also what I really learned was have that confidence because what happened was I went from selling these big old trash bags of oranges for one dollar to now just having maybe five or ten so now the neighbors wanted a nickel and dime me and said oh no you used to sell me this well at that point i had to learn my value i had to learn yes that no means no and that's okay i'll find somebody that will buy them for me such a great point wow that is such a great point because sometimes it's so hard for us um to like not say i'm gonna move on right um, and so uh, the, the problem is, is that the fact that you were able to have that confidence and not only that, but you were cold calling. <laughs> if you think about it today in business, Literally. you were cold calling people's doors yes. and offering them. So, so from that, <laughs> that, that, that helped you obviously in the, the later world of a business, right? Absolutely. Because here I am going to all my neighbors and they tell me, muchacha, muchacha, ven para acá. You know, they were the ones setting the prices and what I was giving them. And at first I would do that. And then that's when I learned, no, no is no. And this is what my prices are. And this is what they are. So that ability to be confident 
and that ability to just um, know your product <laughs> and that ability to um, just deal with individuals. I'm 10 years old. I'm 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. And here I am dealing with adults. Yes. That is teaching you a whole lot. And it all, really, really what it taught me was no is no and that's all it means. It wow. just means, means to move on and that there will be someone that will want to buy your product eventually. And I did, and that's how I kind of supported myself. Does your mom know these stories? Like, have you ever talked to her about that? I always wonder, yeah? Does she know that that had an impact on you today as a businesswoman? She does, now she does. I, You know, back then, when you, it's funny, um, when you're doing these things, you're not thinking, oh, this is gonna set, pave the way for me to be an entrepreneur one day so I can open a business. These are things that you're doing out of necessity. Yes. Uh, you're just doing these things to survive and to yeah. pretty yeah. much... Survival mode, huh? Survival right. mode. And yes. at that point... And our, you wanted that new glove and those <laughs> that, nice cleats. And the cleats. <laughs> That's all I wanted. So I le- and that's that was my thing. I, I learned how to goal set. So by doing that, I knew that I needed a glove. So by that, I needed. I knew that I had to go out there and uh, make some money so I can get the things that I wanted. But you know, it's interesting. You mentioned sports. We've had a few guests here. They've played sports too. But if you don't play the sports, then maybe you don't hustle as much to, you know, get that new glove or those cleats. So how interesting how they they go together, right? I believe that. And looking back now, that was my drive. That was my my driving force to keep wanting more, to keep wanting better. And I realized at that point that I was always an overachiever. I always wanted. I mean, you were an MVP. You said <laughs> that's like that's not just I want to be on the team. I want to be on the team. Be the shortstop is a, a pretty serious position, right? In yes, softball, yes. baseball. Yes. Wow. So being an overachiever, failure is what really helped me as an overachiever because when you're an overachiever it's hard to deal with failures because yes. you're always hard on yourself i'm such a forgiving person i can forgive anybody but i had to learn at my ripe age now that how to forgive myself because when you're an overachiever i'll forgive everybody except for myself because for me i have high expectations really so that's helped me as well good for you good for you do you feel that those high expectations are those you know, just those standards came from just the way you were up, you know, raised through your parents? Yes. Uh, looking back, even though we grew up humble, um, it didn't mean that our parents didn't want better for us. It didn't mean that they didn't have goals for us. So my parents uh, sent me and my four sisters to Catholic school because they believed in education, because they believed that they wanted better for us. So although we were humble and we didn't have much, the expectations were there that you needed to be the best and you and everything was possible. Uh, my father recently passed away and we were talking about how- I'm my sorry f- to hear that, yes. Thank you. I know, yeah. And now that he's gone, it's funny, you, you really reflect a lot more and I realized that with my dad's love and the fact that we can come home and just say that we wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, and my dad said, good for you. Just the fact that he acknowledged that it was possible and that it was acknowledged that um, you can do it Wow. That really pushes you because well, those are words of affirmation. That's powerful because as Latinos, um, some of our old school dads sometimes were like, no, you're going to be a housewife or you're going to be this. or you, you know, not that they were trying to bring us down. It's just they didn't know any maybe different or better Correct. during those days. So the fact that your dad was like, yes, you can go do this. You can go be this. That is that says a lot about your dad. You it know? does. It does. Because every any milestone that we reached whether it was a raise, whether we got a promotion at work. It was, good job, mija. Yo, you know, it was that that confidence, the pat on the back, and 
you know, it was it was kind of like one of those things. Well, of course you got a raise, you know, it was expected of us. So that was a beautiful thing. Well, I'm sure your dad's very proud of you. Shelley. Thank you. I know that uh, we're all very proud of everything you've done. You know, at the chamber here, you, of course, were our 2021 Estrella mm. Award a winner. Um, and unfortunately, we were going through so much with the pandemic. Yes. Um, and thank you for your patience on all of that until things opened up, we were able to have Estrella Awards <laughs> and all that. What did that mean to you when you got that call or you know, when the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce reached out to you and said, hey, we know you're one of our members, but hey, you're one of our superstars. What was that like for you? Well, I was definitely humbled, honored, and excited. There was a lot of mixed emotions uh, because it gave me time to reflect. When I, was, I got the call, I thought, wow, it was kind of a validation of all the hard work that I've been doing in my community for so many years. And I realized people are watching, people do notice, because for me, it's just a natural thing. For me, it's natural to give back. For me, it's natural to wanna give. Um, for me, it's because of my humble beginnings. You know, People helped me along the way, my coaches that gave me cleats or gloves, and I wanna do that same thing. So when I got that call, I thought, wow, I, I feel like doing those things and giving back to our communities is should be expected of all of us i think that's yes. it, it should be a human like law or it should be just something that we should all automatically do as human beings and that day i just thought wow everything i've done all the sacrifices you know it's hard getting up sometimes at seven in the morning to go to the hispanic 100 and mentor all these young kids because i've had mm. a long week and i'm tired yes but then i realized it's not about me it's about these kids and paving the way for them so being acknowledged for all that work it was nice and it was nice well i know your kids were at the estrella awards yes right what yes. was that like to have your children there uh again they you're a mentor to them you're their mother what did that mean to you? I mean, what, what was the reaction Absolutely. of your kids? So first, I was, again, I was excited and, and so forth, but really that's what made, that's where my excitement came from because I was a young mom and uh, you know I grew up with my kids and for me to be able to go up there in front of all these people and leave this legacy behind that was important to me because at the end of the day, money doesn't mean anything, right? If you're not leaving a legacy behind, if money's great, we need it to pay our bills and so forth. But fulfilling your passion, giving back, I feel that's where the real joy comes from, the real happiness, the real fulfillment, right? That's what fills my heart. And I want my kids to do the same. I want my kids when they grow up and they have their careers, I want them to give back. I want them to find a career where they follow their passion because I believe when you follow your passion and you love what you do, it's gonna carry you over for the rest of your life, for the rest of your career. Because after you do something for 10, 15 years, you do something over and over, it becomes boring. But if you love what you do, you don't feel like you work. Exactly. So seeing my kids up there, um, boy, that, that just brought me tears because they were so excited for me and I could see the joy in them. And honestly, all that sacrifice that I did because I was young, I was going to school, I went back to college when they were little. Um, so it's been I a long, missed- Long journey. I did, I missed a lot of their their games or I missed a lot of things because I wasn't present, even though I might've been there, I wasn't there body, mind and soul. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a breadwinner, I'm a single mother, yeah. I'm a college student. So it's kind of hard to be their body, mind, and soul when they're little because you're just trying to figure it out and trying to put food on the table. So I appreciated all that. 
You bring such a, a valid point to so many, both women and men, who have to raise their children. Um, you can't be at both places at the same time. And uh, for you to for you to realize that, hey, I had to make some sacrifices. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you are an Estrella Award winner because you've overcome mm-hmm. uh, all those challenges. Um, you know, share with us a little bit about your insurance industry business. What what's happening right now what, with everything going on with the economy, with of course the real estate market. What can you share with us? Some insight on what's going on. Sure. Just like everything else, I think um, the insurance industry is also experiencing a lot of changes, just like our economy. And you know, right now with real estate, we have rates going up mm-hmm. while insurance as well. Premiums are going up. But I think the good thing about insurance is that um, the one thing that will never change that is constant is that insurance will always be there to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing about insurance. I believe more than ever, it's so important for customers to really review their insurance policies to make sure they're protected in this economy. You wanna make sure your paycheck is protected. What do I mean by that? Let's say you're in an auto accident and uh, people are really injured by an accident that you caused. Do you have the right coverages? Um, if you don't have the right coverages, they can go after your assets. They can they can go after your paycheck. Do you have the right coverages in case of that? You know, it looks like we're, we're, we're heading to a recession. So more than ever, you know, a lot of a lot of folks are month to month. So if you do cause damages and they want to garnish your wages or go after your assets, are you prepared for that? And I believe with insurance, having the right type of insurance policies and the right coverages, you will have that peace of mind in case something does happen. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to happen, but things do happen. You have the right coverages. So I believe more than ever with me and my insurance agency, that's what makes us unique. I'm knowledgeable. I know, I'm, I consider myself an insurance expert because I've worked for it. I continue my continuing education. I, I'm always reading up on new laws. You were just at the State Farm National Convention. Right? I, that was really, tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? That was fun. Uh, <laughs> State Farm was celebrating 100 years. Wow. Um, in Las Vegas. Yes, in Las Vegas. What did you learn there? Well, I saw there was some pretty cool celebrities there. Who was there? Uh, well, we had um, Jake from State Farm. Yes. He's, yes. Uh, he's amazing. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron right? Aaron Rodgers was there. Uh, the Chiefs quarterback was there, Mahomes, yeah, right? Mahomes, yes. Uh, I saw some photos of yours, and that, that was, but there was a lot of people there. There was a lot of people. And, and for me, that's why I feel I love where I'm at. I love what I do. State Farm is the number one uh, carrier insurance provider in the country. So I feel the fact that, especially right now with, you said, the market changing and so forth, Right now, finding a company with strength is important, and I know State Farm is there. So I'll definitely be able to, we're going to be there for our customers, whether uh, the market shifts or not. Our our position of strength is always going to allow us to take care of our customers. Well, you know, part of our show is, you know, our community podcast show, but it's so important, community education. Yes. Right? And one of the things I heard actually in a meeting yesterday was the gentleman mentioned that he had to change his policy because the risk of being the middle person in an accident mm-hmm. and that there's like a collision between many cars, right? Sure. And if one of those cars ends up being like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something and you only have X amount of dollars covering you, then guess what? You might have to come out of pocket mm-hmm. to, you know, normally people think, oh, we're just going to pay off this regular, you know, Lexus, whatever car. But when you're having to pay off such an expensive vehicle that's half a million dollars, 
the policy does matter, right? Absolutely. From my understanding, that it was interesting that he brought that up in our meeting. Yes. Uh, can you share a little bit about that? That's sure. that's that's big, right? Absolutely. That's what I was just mentioning. Is I think for a long time, and 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 I'm guilty of this. When I was young, you know, I had a car and I'd buy insurance. I had no idea what liability coverage is, man. I never. I just thought you pay insurance and you're covered. And like most people that I hear from that I asked these questions, most people pay for insurance their whole life and they don't even know what it covers, how it works, until they're in a car accident. So with what's unique about my agency is that we sit down with our customers and we review their auto insurance policies, which is why we make them come in and bring their current declaration pages. We sit down with them, we explain what each coverage means and why it's important to them. Uh, liability coverage is very important because that's the coverage that's going to protect you when you cause harm to others. Um, even now, what I, it's interesting when you talk about the market and what's changed. Because of the supply chains of, you know, the uh, auto parts are delayed now. Oh, that's true. So we've noticed that a lot of body shops are about a month away from just making appointments. So if you're in a car accident today and your car's you know, needs has major damage... You're probably not going to get your car fixed tomorrow like we're used to. We're so used to our car is damaged and we're going to go drop it off at the body shop tomorrow and it's going to get worked on. Yes. Well, now just to get an appointment, it's a month later. So now it's it's a financial hardship. If a lot of families have one vehicle or two vehicles in our family, I mean, in our communities, let's say they have one vehicle and that takes the whole family around. Now their car is... Um, yeah, because you can only get maybe so, so much rent-a-car, rent rent a car coverage. right? Coverage, and so... Oh, and that's if you have rent-a-car coverage. That's if you have that. So, so not everybody has it. No, because right? automatic, uh, you know, rent-a-car coverage, towing, yeah. is not automatic. There is no coverage that's unautomatic. You have to purchase the coverage if you want it. Right. Um, so that's why I think it's important right now where most people need to sit down and review... There are auto coverages, there are home coverages, there are renter coverages, because times have changed. Now, more than ever, you want the insurance companies to pay out of pocket. You do not yes. want to be paying out of pocket. So if your car's in the shop for a month and you don't have rental car coverage, that's going to be a very, very uh, big cost and it can cause a financial burden. So why not transfer that risk onto an insurance company? Buy rental car coverage. Towing, you know, now towing's really expensive as well. And... Um, I always say it, it costs very as little as a dollar a month for you to get towing versus paying $300, $400 just to get one tow. So I tell people we need to think smarter and find ways to save. And if that's going to be, um, you know, adding coverages, bundling your auto. So meaning if you want it now, you can start adding your auto and your home together to get that discount. And when you get that discount, what you can do is with that same savings, Add it, add coverage that you need. So that way you're not spending more. You're just taking advantage of those discounts. Well, I think you you bring up some great points. And again, I know we're doing a lot of community education here because you're in that industry. And I know you mentioned this morning at a, at a networking event, you know, for example, with all these fires, right? Yes. Now more people are looking at fire insurance for their homes. And I can imagine during the pandemic, people dying at a young age yes. of COVID after the fact maybe realize wow, you know, life insurance is so important, right? Yes. Because a lot of people didn't think it was that important, but so many people passed away during the pandemic. So I'm sure all these are new issues. I'm getting the five-minute mark over here from the producer, but, um, you know, anything you would like to just say, you know, your final kind of like, what would you say to your mentees that are listening to your staff? The floor is yours, Shelly. (laughs) I would end it with uh, first and foremost, 
thank God for everything. I'm a woman of faith. And everything that you do, God has to be in your heart. He has to be your foundation if you want to get through life because life's going to hit you in all different kinds of directions. I've learned that through my humble beginnings and all the life lessons. So um, all the life lessons that are going to come to you, they're growth pains. Yeah. Um, and they're growing pains. Yes. And with that, you got to take the positive out of it because that's what's going to make you grow. That's what's going to take you to the next level if you learn the life lesson in them because that's just what makes you stronger and better. I want to thank you for being out here because that is such a great message with so many people right now fearing the recession, all these challenging times, the economic issues that we're facing. And I want to thank you for being on our show, Shelly. Thank you so much for being that, that community hero that we know you are. Always supporting our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Always sponsoring different events that help our community. And before we go, folks, I just want to add uh, real quickly, follow us on social media, of course, for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce at OCHCC, which is our Instagram, or also on our Facebook page, Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we also have our golf tournament coming up on August 30th. So please uh, reach out to us if you want to be involved, a sponsor, or be part of, um, of course, the golf tournament, which raises money for scholarships for our high school and college students that we mentor. And visit our website, OCHCC.org. And visit our job board if you wish. So, Shelly, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you, John, uh, and thanks to the Chamber. Everybody tune in next Wednesday, and uh, thank you for being on our community podcast podcast show where your community is our community. Well, there you have it. Another great example of why you should tune in each and every week to meet our community, the Hispanic business community right here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. 